there's Deborah there, and our special guest today is Leighton Morris. Morrison, right? Oh, happy to have him. Yeah, Morrison, yeah. correct. And, and we have some other, I actually, I, I maybe we're going to have a guest speaker, because I don't know, he's got all the little, my logo out there. Uh, but uh, Deborah, why don't you tell everybody who this guy is? Well, I think Leighton should tell us. I mean, I was confused when I went to your website, which is Aquaponics LLC, because it said it was somewhere in Vermont or Connecticut, but I thought you were here in Southern California. I am. I'm physically here in Southern California. Um, where you reside. Yeah. I mean, I, I travel the country doing work, so I didn't really um, need to have a place uh, per se in uh, any one state. And my love uh, came down with stage four ovarian cancer two years ago. Oh my goodness, and so we could not, I, I did not want her back in Connecticut because of the ticks uh, and the, and the yeah. stuff that's going around with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even limes. It's these new hybrids that are really scary. And so, you know, we were looking for a place uh, to set her up and we stumbled on, uh, we were coming from Washington, Bellingham, Washington, going to uh, New Mexico uh, for some work that I had down there. And on the way down, I said, hey, baby, you know, you, you told me you always wanted to go to Ojai. It's a couple hours out of the way. Why don't we spend the night there? And so we rolled into Ojai and fell in love with it, you know, caught the vibe. It was really cool. This was January 4th last year or this year this year so, and I, so no sorry i think we really should do your bio because you're a very impressive bio <laughs> and it's not going to be it's not fair and if you're not going to do it i'm going to do it deborah you better do it i'm sorry to interrupt you man but you really you have a great wonderful bio i want everybody to know you know a little bit about your past before we start talking about the present don't you think or let you don't want you don't want to, you don't want anybody to know your bio is that it I'm I'm okay. I mean, I've, Deborah, I've been... go ahead. You got read it out there, but come on, say it. <laughs> Don't you know the bio? It started when he was in seventh grade, right? Okay, yep. okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Okay, you, I, I, I'm going to read fish. <laughs> you did some uh, architecture. You produced stonework. Um, you kind of stumbled upon this, and I didn't quite understand how. That's one of my questions. How did you stumble upon? aquaponics and, and maybe you should tell the audience what aquaponics means because i was confused myself i thought it was water but it's actually aquatic animals like fish correct put in put into an environment where you put hydroponics which are plants the plants feed on the nutrients that the fish creates as waste and then the plants purify the water is my understanding and that's perfect that's spot okay. on so okay. essentially aquaponics is the use of fish to grow plants okay okay <clears throat> okay i got it now so he started the kingdom aquaponics founder and principal that would be you Leighton morrison has a unique and diverse back i want to read the whole thing man it's really wonderful i read it and i'm going holy cow so it's as a child, hard. he gravitated to alternative energy and natural system and sustainability after experiencing the 1973 oil crisis. Uh, how old were you then? Uh, I'm 63, so that would have been about 10. Oh, wow. You did that at 10? And then, then, okay, he designed a passive solar system with indoor gardens for food production in, mecha- in, in a mechanical drawing class in seventh grade. Wonderful. In seventh <laughs> grade, I was bored. I was just sitting there going, I... <laughs> Okay, so in his teenage years, he began to breed fish for sale, even cooler, incorporate them into a living garden system. That is wonderful. 
In the 80s, he became obsessed. I'm already, I've been obsessed with him forever with the project Biosphere 2. I loved it too. I wish I would have gone to see it. Is that in Wyoming? Right? No, it's actually in Arizona. 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 It's a big <laughs> I've been there a couple place. of times. Yeah, big giant cute. place. Uh, and, and, uh, and the science behind it. That was a good idea. There were some problems. In 1983, he started a construction company with sustainability emphasis and attended Boston Architectural Center. Just a, the first paragraph or two, we're already going nuts, right? Okay, so, right? Uh, then he started a marble and granite company in 1993 and worked with clients looking for artistic flair and alternative to man-made solid surfaces. Cool. Uh, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit. This reflected a applied knowledge of another of his passions, geology. In 1996, he constructed a zero-impact home on the coast of Maine. Wow. And eliminated all nitrogen and phosphorus discharge into the ocean from waterfront property while fabricating exotic stone for discerning clients. Whoa. That's everybody, pretty incredible. Everybody take a little, take a little whoa, right? Yeah. And how old are you at this point, Leighton? <laughs> in your early 20s or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I was in my mid-20s. Wow. Oh, wow. That you is are really an entrepreneur. Cool. In 2008, Leighton went back to his roots, passions, and began the structural work for an aquatic future, aquaponic, aquaponic future, through a process of discovery beginning with a comprehensive plan for standalone aquaponics facility in Vermont, he recognizes a difficult business opportunity. Instead of just focusing on a local farm to table movement, truly organic production and food security, he investigated repurposing the waste streams of aquaponics and agriculture. Very good, man. Very good. Okay, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I tell you, I'm reading this thing and I had to go get some food, come back and read some more. In 2012, Leighton set up a small scale aquaculture system with 100 Tapia and Rodale Institute. Man, I couldn't get anywhere near Rodale Institute. I tried, but it was like solid wall. You did really good. He worked with Elaine Ingram. Wonderful. I would love, love to have met her. She's one of my idols. A world renowned soil biologist blending is byproducts with traditional compost and worm casting to prove the value of aqua, aquatic ecosystems byproducts and how they can reduce the need for synthetics on the environment. I mean, we just each one of these chapters we have to do a show on, okay? Uh, okay, so for 18 months, Layton studied the art of composting, compost tea brewing, ex extract making, and vermiculture to complete the proof of concept, of concept work necessary. By combining these products, techniques, and applying them to his knowledge of machines, you're going to eventually have to tell people your knowledge of machines. He was able to develop processing equipment to produce the end products that Kingdom Aquaponics is now offering. I still got more, and I ain't nowhere near yet. Leighton then joined forces with Scott, is this Sotilio? Sotilio, James Sotilio. James Sotilio, Ecological Landscape Management, a nationally recognized pioneer in organic land and tree care. I never heard of the dude. I never heard of him, so I don't know what planet I've been on. Uh, together, they vetted the product while continuing to improve it with, with the tried and tested method that James has, has implemented in his work. Leighton has successfully scaled up production three times. You're going to have to explain that. Over without compromising quality. That's the trick, right? The fourth generation processing equipment has already been designed as a waiting demand, so it may be purchased, installed, and put into operation. Here's the little thing you wrote. The goal has always been to slow the environmental impact of humanity. Amen. And I'm honored to be on the forefront of bringing safe, natural land care products to the masses. 
Okay. Now you can talk all you want to. And try, and, and let's, let's try to figure this thing out because, dude, I mean, you know, like I said, you may just have to be a, a permanent guest because I just do every chapter. I mean, every paragraph here is like mind blowing. Okay. So it's just, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't have any mind. Any, I don't have a mind. See, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't blow but, out. Yeah, it doesn't blow <laughs> out. But, so it's all yours, Layton. What do you want to tell us? Because I, I, I mean, you, you know, so but, much. by the way, you know, everybody. So, you know, you know what I do for a living, but so my, my problem has been always finding the key because, you know, the compost, I've been trying to get for years and years, I just make my own compost because that's the basic key. You know, it's the living organisms, right? And try to bring live, living organisms to people. So I, I haven't had a rough time, but I've been buying your incredible liquid. And maybe we should start there real fast and talk about that liquid, what it is that you're making, because that liquid has totally changed some of my properties already. Lady said, what did you do here? What did you do? Because she was looking at, <laughs> no, she was, she, you know, because you know, I, I work with these customers forever, forever, trying, and I come back and get destroyed, come back and get destroyed, and then, and I, you know, and I send it off to the lab, and the lab says, there's nothing here. I go, oh, gee, I just put it there last month. And so, so tell people about, your, what do you call your liquid? The and liquid how you is, make it? The liquid is called Harmonize. Harmonize, um, cool. And I actually, I actually stopped selling it for a number of years because people just didn't respect what I told them. I explained to them, this is a living product. This is a yeah. puppy dog or a kitten. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to feed it and you have to take care of it. You can't yeah. just sit it on the shelf or no. leave it in the hot sun or leave it'll, it in your it'll, car. It'll smell like something died. It will die, literally. Yeah, right, um, right. And the only problem is, you know, again, it still has great value because it will be plant-available nutrients. Yeah. The problem is it's mobile. So yeah. as soon as you water it, if the plant hasn't uptake it, it's gone. Yeah. So the whole goal is to get these living organisms into play alive so that they can do the work for you. Yeah. You're inoculating, not just, yeah. you know, stimulating. Inoculating the soil, right, right. Right, right. So, so tell people how you make it, what, you know, the whole process of that. Because it has to do with fishes. Yes, yeah. So mm-hmm. I have um, a resource for um, my aquatic fish uh, frass. Um, back on the East Coast, and it's the oldest organ, uh, the oldest um, trout farm in the United States of America. Cool. And it's located in Barnstable, Mass. It's called Blue Stream. Uh, my good friend Keith Wild and I have been friends for oh god, ten, twelve years, something like that. And when he purchased this farm, I got all excited. I, I flipped out, and he's like, "Why are you so excited about this?" And I'm like. <laughs> You don't understand. You have one of the most incredible water sources anywhere. So this water comes from Canada, uh, north part of New York, Vermont, travels underneath the ground. So it's getting mineralized. Highly mineralized. Yeah. Highly mineralized. Highly mineralized. And then leaks out on, on, um, in, in West Barnstable and creates a river on a sandbar. Oh. Nice. Cape Cod is a sandbar. It's uh-huh. just a giant sandbar. Yeah. And here you have a freshwater river bubbling out of the sand and it blows into uh, Barnstable Harbor. And so when I explained to him that the water source, he was like, well, yeah, this is like the oldest trout farm, you know, in the United States. I'm like, well, obviously they, they were really smart because they realized how incredibly valuable that water is. Right. So I immediately went down. Um, you know, I don't think he even had closed on the property yet. And I started taking water samples. I started collecting the fish manure because he and I had worked together on a number of other aquaculture facilities. Uh-huh. Um, there was a there was one in in um, in uh, uh, Pennsylvania that I worked on where the gentleman had 
um, a wonderful farm, but there were some issues with the filters. There was, you know, he had a lot of anaerobic pockets. Now he was selling his tilapia in the live market. So basically clients would come in, they look at the fish tank, they'd pick, Oh, I want that blue one or that one with a black stripe. Yeah. And the guy would catch the fish, fillet it, and then sell it to him. That's so the way you very, do it. Yeah. It's very important that the fish look good. Yeah. So I explained to Bill, I'm like, Hey, you know, let me, let me tweak some of these things. Let's work together. Um, because I want your manure and he knew he was smart. He, <laughs> he goes, I know what you're after. Yeah, yeah. And so we worked together, uh, cleaned up his, you know, his sand filters and, you know, got rid of some of his, um, his bubblers and some other things that weren't functioning correctly. And sure as shit, the fish came out beautiful. Like what I figured out when I was a kid. And then he was just like, wow, man, this, I'm, I'm getting more money for my fish. And I'm like, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, so I mean, the minnows are alone, you know, that's right. Right. And, and again, you know, he had a great water source, but yeah. it was just a matter of cleaning up the anaerobic zones yeah. so that they were all aerobic and therefore created yeah. uh, extra fish health. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was part of it. And then, and, you know, I'd mentioned Keith back then and, and Bill knew Keith. And so we started geeking out. And then when he bought this place, the first thing I did was I drove down there and I microscoped what was going on. And I'm like, dude, you have diatomes, um, freshwater diatomes. Yeah, so yeah. Di- diatomes are badass. They are yeah. little oxygen generators. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you can get diatomes back into the soil, now you have a system to produce oxygen for the biology so that they can create the CO2 to release to the plant and on and on and on. And you know that, you know, the cycle. So, you know, to have diatomes in a product, living diatomes is, you know, it's invaluable. It's priceless. I mean, I I don't know anybody else that has, has that in, in a living product, to be honest with you. I don't think there's anybody that has living protozoa in a product. No, no, they're, they're all either, they sell a product, you know, uh, I, I have I don't have it with me, but a lot of the products are dead. When you buy right. stuff, there's nothing in it. Absolutely nothing in it. They say, "Oh, helps bring the soil to life." I'm going, uh, "Shouldn't it be alive first, right?" <laughs> Absolutely right. And you know, in in my work uh, at Rodale to figure out how to um, create a shelf stable product. I did a tremendous amount of experimenting with pHs, with freezing, yeah. you know, yeah. all these different methods to you know, keep the organisms alive, put them in suspension or we call cyst form so that, that I can ship them anywhere. They can sit on the shelf and not, you know, not die. Um, So that took a lot of work, but you know, in understanding that stuff um, that's kind of what led me down the path to the processes that I do now harmonize is highly unstable because it is in liquid form. So if you don't use it, it will go anaerobic and then you'll have a problem. Um, all of the other products have are shelf stable, so I did concentrate on selling them um, over the last ten years. Um, since what other products? What were the other? Is that well, the, the, the other one? Yeah, well, the other one is Rejuvenate, which is a instant compost tea. Yeah. So basically, you take this, you add it to water, bubble it if you can. If you can't, you know, you stir it, agitate it, add a tiny bit of uh, molasses, and I do mean a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just to grow out the bacteria, so that you pull this, you pull all of the protozoa out of cyst. I would and use filtered water. I would use filtered water. Yeah, you know, the, the, the nice thing about um, all of these products is they're tremendously high in humic acid. Yeah. So you know how to stabilize town water, and that's yeah. to use a little bit of humic acid. So yeah. you might lose a few of the organisms, but for the most part, they're going to be fine, even if you are using town water, um, because they will stabilize. 
And so anyway, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but my other three products rejuvenates the instant compost tea alliance is designed to mix into potting soils or into seed starts to really get them acclimated to, to a biological system. Um, one of the things that we've learned over the number of our four or five last years was that <clears throat> seeds are biointelligent. Um, they have endophytic bacteria on their coating. Um, they have actual living bacteria inside the seed shell. And so if you expose them to a synthetic environment, you lose all of those critical organisms for the plant. Um, so <clears throat> my the design behind Alliance was to take inert potting soil, mix a little Alliance in there so that 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 seed as it opens up is, is being exposed to that critical biology to support the whole system. So, and then the last product is um, fulvic acid. Now fulvic acid in itself is an amazing product. And I'm pretty sure this is the only product again on the market that's made with living plants. So I'm taking lit live plants, I'm composting them, I'm pressing this product and squeezing out the fulvic acid. Uh, most fulvic and humic acids are uh, basically mined lenadite or brown coal, um, which are then uh, introduced to acids and bases <clears throat> to break them up and make them liquefy. Um, and that's the problem because now you have a residual acid or a residual base in your product. So, you know, again, I have, you know, a, a purely plant derived fulvic acid and humic acid um, that has not been exposed to any harsh chemicals. Are your products on the market? Um, I sell them. I sell them a lot to 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 clients I consult. Um, I don't like. I'm not. I'm not an advertising. I'm not like you know. I'm not on Amazon. I want. I want. I want. <laughs> Hello. You can consult me. I want. I want. And like it says on your website that you actually can address the needs of the particular client and yes. their chance, and you can manipulate the product to suit them. That gets complicated, but basically what it is is that um, in understanding dirt, which is inert, there's no living things in it. Yeah. Um, I call it dead. Right, dead. So there's different types of dirt. There's, there's yeah. compacted anaerobic dirt, and then there's arid or anoxic dirt. So based on what I see in the client's um, soil or, or issues, I decide whether I'm going to use a bridge product and by bridge i mean taking it from anaerobic to aerobic like i can't spray a highly aerobic compost tea or compost extract onto a uh, anaerobic soil because I'm, I'm wasting a tremendous amount of my product uh, because they can't live in that environment no. so what i'll do is i'll make a transition product i'll make a product that is what i call uh, on the gray line so it's it's like successionary you can't take a conifer and plant it in a swamp it's not going to live it there's a fungal to bacteria ratio there's there's other requirements so it's soil is the same thing as plants and so basically in a situation where i have an anaerobic soil that's compacted i'll use a uh, less um, uh, uh, stabilized version of the product um harmonize which is basically so when i take the fish waste i aerobically stabilize it to a certain level so in a situation where it's anaerobic i would only stabilize it partially so i'd still have rotifers uh, stem ciliates or stock ciliates um, and some of these other um, you know less aggressive ciliate forms so that they will help to aerate break up compaction and get ready for the aerobic installation so that's one of the things like that, that I would consider a bridge product. And I have a number of other ones um, based on what the client's actual needs are. 
Of course, you know, you've had experience with dealing with clients and you know that a lot of these places are have been highly chemicalized for like for eight, eight, eight decades. I mean, these people are constantly adding chemicals all the time, not to mention the chemicals in the water. Uh, you know, so it's like really, really super dead. And my experience was when I first started to try to bring it back to life, it actually releases a lot of these chemicals. Comes A lot of the plants would get burned up. And it would go, well, what the heck happened there? It was tied up in the soil because it was like toxic. I mean, massive amounts of chemicals bound up in there. And you, and, and you bring anything alive that starts breaking up, it just starts to spit like you have a disease, right? It just comes out, right? It, it, go ahead, Deborah. No, it purges itself. It purges, right. I, I, I started using products like a Nitrine A35. You ever hear Nitrine A35? It's an enzyme product. Yeah, yep. And I use another product called AgriGrow, which is also an enzyme product. And are these enzymes. No, these are enzymes. Oh. And enzymes break, break things up. That's what they're supposed to do. One of the things they're supposed to do is break up the, the content, you know, the, whether it be whatever type of metals are bound together, breaks them up, and then allows the living organisms to get at it. And so I, I started using those because my biggest problem has always been exactly what's going. That's why I get compost. I try to get compost as a way. When I made compost, I made so you would have loved it under a microscope. You'd go, holy cow, right? Because I was really nuts. I would go like llama manure, rabbit manure, steer manure, goat, uh, sheep, chicken, all the different kinds. Because when I studied the, the biodynamic system, I realized animals, they each have different microbials in their stomach. Let's blend them all together. Let's get one big giant, you know, mixture of stuff. And some of them will survive. Some of them do really well, others won't. Because I couldn't figure out exactly which would do well. I mean, people's property is so different. It's just across the street from each other. Yeah. You know, when I do a, a lab, when I send it off to, to a lab test, right, I used to do one. And then I realized, no, I got to do like 10 different samples on the property. And they're all be different. The pH should be different. All kind, and, it's like, and it has to do with, the, I guess, the way they build it when they... You know, when they first build something, they whack off the soil, take it away, and they bring construction sand, and then they bring their own soil, you know, which is totally dead awesome. And so the whole, it's a really unique, because then you have plants that are from all over the world, that are grown, that, that are developed under those conditions with those microbes coming over here. You know what I mean? And so you have to try, try to get a blend of different types of microbes so that the, each plant can, can deal with what they want to deal with. It's a very complicated scenario you know because as an arborist I, I see a tree i see a palm tree that palm tree is not even native to here you know a lot of these palm trees here not native to here but they've evolved over the centuries different microorganisms in their roots different different ecological system down there and then you put them in this environment right and, and it's no wonder that they have all kinds of diseases all kinds of pests because they just cannot they, they, they just can't function they can't de they can't re-evolve again right to to handle this scenario but go ahead i, I don't want to get carried away sorry they <laughs> said on your website that you actually uh would turn your compost by hand so you can have a machine do it and then yeah. you would add your fish byproduct which it sounds like andy wasn't adding to his no. stuff. i use no. a different type source of manure the fish mm. is one source of manure yeah. And, and, you know, what? I love the way you, the, the manures you chose, all of those are, would be considered cold manures, uh, except for the chicken manure, which yeah. is hot and, yeah. and the cow, which is hot. Yeah. Um, but otherwise those are great, great manures to mix in. And 
personally, I just use plant-based compost <clears throat> and, and obviously the worm castings are, um, you know, organic worm castings. And, um, and then the fish manure, again, I stabilize uh, depending on what my application is. If it's a, you know, highly um, um, aerobic situation, um, then I will stabilize it all the way. And a lot of this early work was done with uh, James Satillo. Um, because he was on, he was hired to deal with engineered fields. Now, engineered soils like sports turf, uh, golf courses, football fields, um, they're all built with 90% sand, 10% organic matter. Now, it's very difficult to get a biological to take hold when you don't have organic matter. And, of course, these fields got the stuffing kicked out of them because they would use nitrogen. And in order for the microbes to process that nitrogen, they have to burn carbon. So they have to eat some carbon to get the energy, to break the, the nitrate down and release it back to the plant. So what you end up doing is you, you end up trading your soil organic matter for for the organisms to consume that so that they can release the nitrogen so these fields were down to less than one percent organic matter and all they had was crabgrass weeds and all these problems because they weren't they weren't dealing with it appropriately so we would use harmonize in that in that application and what would take place is the harmonize because it's paramagnetic would start pulling those sand particles together and bonding them into microaggregates, which would then eventually turn to macroaggregates. Now, those microaggregates can support biological life, and as long as as long as you um, allow the plant <clears throat> to slough off its roots, now you're back to building carbon. You're back to building that organic matter in the soil. So it was very easy to to you know. I think he would do two applications of harmonize. And these fields would bounce back. And then it was like, all right, whatever you do, do not use synthetic fertilizer. Hey, guess, guess what they do, right? Right back yeah. to the- Well, right. it, it, usually, it usually took a little while. You know, a lot of times these, these big parks we worked on, I mean, we did the St. Louis Arches, Battery Park, you know, all these, the piers in New York City, crazy monster projects. And the biggest problem was after we finished building them or getting them ready over the course of a year or two, um, then the then the government would step in and say, okay, um, now that we ha- own this product, this project, it's complete. We're going to put this superintendent in charge of the maintenance. Now the superintendents all get trained NPK, and and so unfortunately, a lot of these parks went back to synthetic, and and it's just sad because we put our heart and soul, our lifeblood into these things to get them up and running. And then a few years later, they're back to trashed again. And At least in my in my business, the customers are really into it. I have customers I've had 20, 30 years now, and they won't. And their biggest problem is the gardeners, right? They show up. I said, I said uh, excuse me, what are, you doing? what are you doing with this stuff in your in your truck? Well, we're going to fertilize. No, you're not. But I thought, I, so I, I realized a long time ago, the gardeners, all they're going to do is mow and blow. They're not going to fertilize. They're not going to do anything. And every once in a while, they try sneaking in something. Yep. They, they have this thing. They have to use this chemical. I go, stop it. And I tell the customer, you got it. And you know what they do? They fire the gardener. I want customers going to three different gardening companies, big, giant companies. And they constantly keep trying to sneak in fertilizers into the property. Well, you know why they do that? It makes, it makes the grass grow so fast that they have to cut it more. So they is, are, that what, is that what is it, yeah, it working? Yeah, it's job security. The more shit you throw on it, the more work you have to do. And it's sad. It's it's you know, it's going against 
the very thing that we're trying to do is fix the planet, not make it worse. And, you know, the fact that, that you used enzymes and then saw everything explode is a prime example of that. And, and that's where if you use like a product like Harmonize, which will now bind up all of those goodies and tie them up in the bacteria, now they can slowly release back as the plant wants them to instead of being force fed. You know, I really like <clears throat> earthworms. I tell people two of the richest compost on the planet is earthworm doo-doo and elephant manure. Yep. Yep. Okay. Rodale was doing some work with elephant manure. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Bar- uh, Brigham Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus will call me up yep. and say, Andy, we hear you like manure and we have these elephants and maybe you can come and take some of the manure away, right? And the guy, they had like 20 elephants, you know, plop, 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 plop. They died. They would pay. Didn't I tell you to clean up the manure? By the time it gets to the other end, the manure's so I had the elephants walk on a bridge and shoot poo-poo right under my truck. Problem with, <laughs> the, problem with, the problem with elephant manure is that if you don't work it, it gets hard. Like it's, yeah. you have to, so I would cut it. So I would have, a, I would get a chainsaw and cut blocks out. <laughs> and, and, and those blocks, if you look on the scope, highly rich, highly, highly yeah, microbial active. Yeah, a lot really, of really too. wonderful. The same thing with the earthworm castings. One, I used to do, uh, a, a worm farm. I made my own worm farm. Mm-hmm. And then I would spin them around. So keep the worms together. I'll tell the worms, okay, guys, we're going to, we're going to do this. And that the earthworm casting is why I'm moving here. I haven't been able to really do that because you know, earthworm casting, I would use a uh, paramagnetic rock dust. Yep. Okay. Out of Colorado. I get, uh, I get 14 different varieties of rock dust and about eight of them are paramagnetic. And I found, I, I didn't know, I don't, See, I go by, by, I do something, I go, wow, right? And I don't understand entirely because I, I had experience with paramagnetism with scientists. And when I would give a talk, they would say, you know, uh, Phil Callahan was really into paramagnetism because it's also in England and the way they did their, their, their I told you about the towers of power. Those structures yeah, yeah, yeah. were paramagnetic. And yeah, the fields were. around them, you find the plane, it'd be like desert except for this one spot. And the cows would be all there, and it'd be green and luscious, and not any more water than everywhere else, you know. But it, it, it has something to do with the paramagnetism, and I, and I don't exactly understand it, but I do know that it's very important to have that. Well, I can explain it to you if you want. Go for it. All right. So, what paramagnetic does is it pulls these particles together, like I said. So, as these, you know, soil particles come back together they form these microaggregates. Now the microaggregates themselves become into um, little microclimates, like yeah. little condominiums. Yeah. And yeah. as they grow into macro aggregates, they get more diverse. And again, now they're holding a tremendous amount of water. They're holding, uh, usually, usually it's either positive or negative on the inside and then the opposite on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So you have all of these magnetic forces working together. I mean, I'd love to go into the fourth phase of water, but we definitely don't have time to go down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, we, yes, we do. <laughs> all right. So if you, if, you, if, if you understand the fourth phase of water, it's basically called easy water. So it's, it, it stands for exclusion zone. And that water is in, in the exclusion zone is highly um, negatively charged. And so the water, the bulk water that's next to it is highly positive charged. Now on a cellular level, so down to a single bacteria, the water inside that bacteria is 100% easy water. There's no bulk water in there. So it's all negatively charged. And that's how that organism functions because now it can pull in positively charged uh, ions 
um, and, and actually, you know, use that, use those as food sources. The other thing that the easy water does is allows for easy trans, um, transcommunication within a cell. So one side of the cell will know what the other side of the cell is doing via communications because the water is so pure that it has nothing else in it. Um, part of the understanding is that in the easy zone, um, you actually push all chemicals and or or synthetics or or organics out of that system. So I, I recommend the listeners go and and you know Ted uh, go to YouTube TED Talks, yeah, uh, fourth phase of water to understand more about this. Is that the same I, as structured water? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, interestingly enough, I there's. I don't remember whether I read it on somewhere or I saw it on, on one of the um, Ted talks, but bottom line is these heart um, doctors were trying to understand what the pressure of our heart is and how it can function to get blood up to our brains, down to our feet, and then the whole circle. And what was came about it was that a lot of these blood cells have to squeeze through capillaries that are half their size so they realized that the, the power of the heart was not sufficient enough to move the water through our, our veins or move the um, blood through our veins. So what is it then? Well, magnetism. you know what it is? Magnetism. Water, right, magnetism. So, so, so it's like you put a positive charge on the outside of that cool. capillary and a negative charge on the inside of that blood cell, and now it just magnetically moves through kind of like a rail gun so when I was young, I started doing Bach flower remedies. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Bach flower yes, remedies? Okay, yeah. So uh, and then I, uh, I I moved on to gem elixirs, and gem elixirs are uh, I use structured water, and I learned how to write to structured water. I learned that you can take a certain type of frequency added to the structured water. It has to be structured water, otherwise you can't write to it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you can write to structured water. Did you ever read this book, Images? It's about uh, crystals. It's about. It has a picture of yeah. The gentleman that froze the water and talked to it and and no, that was a different one. It was uh, he he would do an electron microscope uh, of a uh, of a uh, like a snowflake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The crystals. Images in water. I think it was called. Yep. Something like that, right? And he would do. He would. They would meditate to it and change the structure of the water. Then he would yell at it. Yeah, he would write love on it, change the structure of the water. Right, so I, I he got a hold of me because he heard I was doing gem elixirs. I take a ruby, for example. A ruby has a certain frequency. I learned how to take that frequency and put it into the structure of the water, and then you drink the water. Mm-hmm. And you would, and your body would know what to do with that frequency. See, and and it's, and it's the same thing with plants. The same thing with the soil. The same thing with trees. All living things. Uh, one of the reasons why paramagnet, in my opinion, why paramagnetism is magnetism is so interesting it's because it absorbs all these cosmic rays these cosmic rays go through the earth and these these this paramagnetism they absorb uh these rays and they, they give it back that's the reason why right that's the reason why we take in trace minerals you think it's going to be building our body we take in trace minerals because we need these particular type of energies and i haven't really you know i'm, I'm not a scientist in the sense that i can actually do these things. I love it when I talk to a scientist like you forever. They can say, break it down. This is what happens, you know. I'm just the kind of guy that, that I do dowsing. I used to do dowsing, okay? Yeah. And, and, and uh, my mother would give me a stick. I said, the heck with a stick. I just walk around and, and feel for it. I don't need the stick, see? So I'm, I'm the kind of intuitive guy that 
feel the energy, deal with energy. I'm actually an ordained monk, okay? And I deal with energy. And to me, it, when I go to a pro- that's why when I was, I love your liquid, because your liquid, liquid has this really cool energy. I can spray and I go, wow, nice. It's the energy changes. Yep, and, then, and then the plants and the bugs, because I learned a long time ago, the bugs key into this energy too. See, yep. and it's the opposite. The bugs key into it. If you don't have the energy, they say that plant is sick. I'm going to yep. go after it. Absolutely, See? absolutely. Really De- cool. And Deborah, just so you understand, like why they call it the fourth phase of water, yeah. it's because when a when water is liquid and it's getting ready to freeze and become a solid, it has to go through the process of easy. So it dumps all of its minerals otherwise it can't structurally stack up easy water is actually um h3o2 it's not even h2o no but so has to go through that phase before it could become a solid and you know that's one of those things that um if you don't really dive deep down the understanding of why it's called the fourth phase you'll miss that piece so it's really water is is liquid or vapor right liquid yeah. easy yeah. solid and and they and go in that way so when you use ice in your drink you're actually drinking easy water if you squeeze plants like you don't juice them but you press them that's all pure easy water um that's why when you walk in the sand in bare feet you have this great feeling you're you're actually you're actually encouraging the easy water that you're picking up on your feet and in your skin to pull into your system on a form that is cellular available. All living things have evolved yeah. to use easy water. Absolutely. To use this fourth, this fourth. And if you're healthy, you have access to it. If you're not healthy, exactly. you don't have access to it. Exactly. And it's the same thing. I, re- I equated with animals and insects have evolved right along because I use a refractometer. You know refractometer. Yep, absolutely. Right? Okay, so a refractometer is a tool I, I show customers. I say, look in here, and you'll see the BRICS reading of it. And it, to me, the BRICS reading, because when I started using a refractometer, I didn't, wasn't so much, see, I learned that sugars, trans, the plants use sugar as a way to transform, to take minerals and transmit it throughout their bodies. I learned yep. that, okay? And so I learned that the higher the BRICS level, the more the minerals. The more, and it's called a fuzzy rule. If you ever look through a refractometer, you see this line, and there's a black and white, and there's little numbers there. That line there, usually, if it's really sharp, the more fuzzier it is, the more minerals it has. And I always say, well, how does that work? It's a structured water, right? Man. Why do you say carrot juice is so much better if you press it than if you do the same thing? Right, right. You're getting all the easy water out of it. Right, and I, I studied, I, I, I studied this German scientist who. Uh, he invented a way, first of all, he did a way to he, uh, to take logs, but he did logging, you know. He, he invented a way that the, wa- that the logs would float on the water. He had a little thing that he made, and he did vortex in the water. He realized that when the water does this vortex thing, it's, it, it changes the structure of the water. And when it does that, then he actually made a device that, wa- that actually vortexes the water, and it, it creates a structured water. And he's using, and scientists are going, what the heck, right? What the heck's going on? They're still trying to figure out, you know, and, and, and to me, it's an amazing healing properties, not just for humans. I mean, insects, they have, evolved, they, they have evolved specifically. Like, you know, that's why you have a certain pest attack certain plants, right? They don't go after other plants. They have evolved to certain plants. 
because throughout their evolutionary, they learn, they have like a refract, building refractometer. That plant does not have the minerals I'm going after. So to me, I realized there's a different, what happens is when I used to look at plants, I said, well, why? Because I did a, my, my first year, my very first house call I did when I was like uh, in the sixth grade, lady says, come to my house. I have an ant problem, right? And ants are amazing creatures. All these ants, uh, to me, I love ants. Because they, they tune in, they have this ability to tune in, you know, and they see. And, and so they were, they were attacking this, at least I have an end problem. So there's two trees on either side of the house. One side is massive amounts of ants were going, what was happening, they were climbing up the tree, attacking the tree, falling down the house, right? Literally, they were falling on their roofs, they were all over the place. And the, but the, the tree on the other side, not a single ant. I'm going, hmm, what's wrong with this picture? Why here and why not over there? And it turns out, and after many years, of, it has to do with carbohydrates, has to do with simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. Pest bugs cannot digest com- complex carbohydrates. And if you're healthy, the tree's healthy, the plant's healthy, guess what to produce? Complex carbohydrates. Spot on. And the, yeah. they use their antenna as a way yeah. to feed the frequency yeah. of the tree. Yeah. You know, pe- people get mad and they say, well, I have weeds or I have right. pests. I'm like, no, no, those things are there to tell you something. Yeah, the weeds right. are to tell you what your deficiencies are because right, right. they're, they're actually pulling it up and they're, they're That's making right. the soil ready That's, for the next successionary plant. That's right. When, and then the insects do the same thing. They say, yeah. Hey, that plant is not consumable. Nothing should be eating that plant. No when other animal. When, when it's We're food for turn, the bugs, it's not food for us. Anything, right? So they right. turn it into compost. So, right. so, they, right. so they're doing us a favor. Yeah. So it's a matter of listening to nature, not fighting it. I, I used to give a walk in Putney, Vermont. I have a group of people walk through, and then I would tell them, "You can tell the pH, what's in the soil, or what's not in the soil by the weeds that grow in the soil. Certain weeds." pull up iron from deep down inside, and when they die, they give it back again. So you can tell that soil is deficient in iron because that plant it's, that's, is harvesting it. Right, exactly right. And, and the same thing with weeds in people's yards, right? You know, and I had another lady on not too long ago. She does the biomeme in the stomach, right? Okay. The bio-meme. And it's the same thing going on in our stomach that's going on in the soil. We have, I, I don't know if you heard about Maybe I said I, I said it before that we have we decided one day to we're going to get up from the ground, form a stomach, you know, make a moving stomach so we can move around. And for some reason, we seem to think that we're better than everything else. We lost contact with the soil. We yeah, lost we contact with the soil. I mean, my favorite thing as a kid, I was actually eating the stuff. I was sticking it in the ground. I go, oh, no, 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 no. and put my hand, and to this day, I still stick my hand in the ground. I go, oh. Oh, it's amazing. There's a guy who does nothing but tell people walk around barefooted. Yeah, that's that's the connection. That's that. the grounding. You know, that's you know the it's formation an, it's, of easy walk. And what are trees? Giant antennas. Mm-hmm. Giant antennas that they 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 take it and they put it into the you know they absorb it. And, and if the tree is sick, it's not grounded. If it's not grounded, it's not getting the trace minerals. That's one of the things trace minerals do. Grounds us. I mean, I'm Absolutely. just going from my practical experience here i have no idea why all this happens or any of this stuff but it's just this is just the way that i've been growing up and dealing with i said as a young kid i had 150 customers the biggest thing i always had to deal with the people is that no you're not going to use the round you know the roundup thing no you're not going to i said roundup is cocaine for the soil 
Yep. Miracle Bro. Right? Miracle Bro is You're not supposed to say that because we're giving okay. you life. But you know, they have, they have a, I told you about their organic products that they have now, you know. They, they you know, they they're, they're one of the biggest, largest suppliers for pot growers. And, and pot is another product that you would think that, because it's actually a weed. <laughs> it's right. actually a weed we learned to smoke, right? And to me, weeds are, I, I, I go after weeds, I eat those things. I said, well, iron, I'll eat that. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes weeds are toxic. So you have to be real careful. That's how I got into mushrooms. Because mushrooms tell me the mycelium is there, that it's alive. Mm-hmm. See, I, I used to, I don't do psilocybin mushrooms at customers' home. I do edible, I, I get the spores and I plant them. I, I literally make a little micro colony. So I use, uh, I call them tree beds. I started off calling them tree beds. These are pa- paramagnetic clay drain pipes. Okay. These are pipes that are paramagnetic. Uh, and, and so I, I would make my structures inside of it. I would do compost. I would do whatever. I get uh, all these bands of compost along with the minerals and the rock dust, put them together in the, in the right environment, put a drip, a, a, a filter system with a drip, get a little bit of water through it and micro, re-microize, this, re-bring back to, you know, basically have a little, little like you said, uh, it was like uh, a, 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 a um, apartment, you know, like, you have you had a uh, what is it when you have different levels? I forget now. You know, you know. Oh, you mean trofa? Well, it's basically or horizons. The, so the horizons. Different organisms live at different levels of the soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and you, when when they destroy that, they're like we will tear it all up, and they go, and they don't they don't work very well together. They all have their own little things that they do at different levels. Yeah, I realized that. I do, I realized that a long long time ago, and that's, so that's why I try to to incorporate many different levels of, of microorganisms into the soil. But people are very destructive. We just go around destroying things left and right. And that's so Andy, uh, a friend of mine, Tina Trout, who's uh-huh. uh, on Instagram is La La Grows, makes these um, things that she calls fuzzy balls. Fuzzy balls. All right. <laughs> and so they're clay, they're paramagnetic, yeah. and she adds all of these um, – crazy ingredients into yeah. it um to make it well, like an em1 so yeah. an effective microorganism yeah and then these balls literally grow yeah this, this uh soil-borne yeast out yeah. of them and they become fuzzy yeah and so she she and i uh been you know playing together and, and i asked her to send me some so i could you know experiment with them and see, see what happens and how how things react to them and at the end of it, I was like, wow, you know, Tina, these things are amazing. I, you know, I recommend that you sell them to people and then tell them to take these balls and take a cheese grater and just walk around and cheese grate them. Yeah. So yeah. then you're spreading it out over a large yeah. area because right now she's like taking the balls and saying, just plant, plant them in the garden. Plant them in the garden yeah. Right. And that's fine if it's next to a tree. Yeah. But if you're trying to spread it over a bunch of plants, it's not going to get from here to the other side of the room. It's just going to no. take too long. Um, so that's a <clears throat> that's a wonderful product um, that that I've encouraged her to you know really push into the industry into the market. Because I love to have her as a guest. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll, I, I'll let her I, know. I want to have as many people doing this as guests on my show because you know for a long time I thought it was alone doing this, and now I realize, <laughs> tell me right? about it. That's not <laughs> about it. <laughs> and, and then I realized that there are little pockets of people all over the place because we're not inventing the wheel. We're just harmonizing the orders exactly which is doing what we're supposed to be doing yeah. and it's like we're not creating something new it's like it's very simple if you if you're in touch with, with nature if you understand you know what i do with my compost 
I, I actually see the mycorrhiza and everything growing in the compound. That's why I spread it all over the property. And, and to me, what I do the the colonization, I usually do it at the in the, within the root systems of trees because when a tree is sick, that's where I want it to concentrate in it. But then I try and say, well, this is the corner of the property saying, over here, I want some. Yeah, yeah, don't forget about me, right? Right, exactly, right. So that's why I did. I developed a spray, and I'm, I'm the, to me, it's it's wonderful that I can get something alive and spray it. Over Absolutely. the whole, over the like, whole property. Go ahead, Deborah. How does the normal person like myself get a hold of your products? Because I noticed on your website you had a contact form and you had to answer so many different kinds of questions, and then you can get your newsletter as well, which I'd like to do. Yeah, well. you know, I, 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 to be honest with you, I'm not a real tech guy, and at one point I did have someone helping me with, you know, answering emails and so forth. So at this point, I just say, look, hit me up. I'm on Instagram, Kingdom Aquaponics LLC. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, my number is on the website. Just call me, text me, email me. What's the number? Um, my cell phone number is 508-935-6800. And the website? And the website is kingdomaquaponicsllc.com. Um, and my, my email is Leighton at, or so that's L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N at kingdomaquaponicsllc.com. How come we're not friends on Facebook? <laughs> I, I, you know, I just started getting back on Facebook because of the demand, um, but I haven't posted anything in probably, I don't know, 10 years. Oh, yeah. Because, they, they think because dead, my yeah. kids, once my kids got off of it, I really didn't have a need for it. And, I, and I'm, I'm kind of concerned about the whole, like, you know, privacy yeah. and, yeah. you know, these analytics and, you know, the games that they're playing. And the only reason why I'm on Facebook is my name is there, because if I don't use my right. name, so somebody else will show up as the invisible guy. Right, exactly. I got, I got this lady who tried to sue me from England saying, you can't use the name Invisible Gardener. And as a matter of fact, we... I want that website. I want your invisiblegardener.com website. She has the rights to it. No, I don't. I have the, I have the trademark on it in 1970, okay? But I don't have a worldwide trademark. So right. in China, there's an invisible gardener. In England, right? So that's the only reason why I have Facebook, just to protect my name there, so to speak, you know? Right. Other than that, I don't find it very useful at all, even though we're, like, we're streaming right now to Facebook. And I got maybe 5,000 followers it's useless to have so many followers because they don't actually follow you. They don't, they're, they're not, you see 5,000 people on this show watching now? No. So it's like, they follow, it's like a, it's like a robotic thing, right? A robot, like a treater, you know, I got a couple of thousand Twitter followers. I said, dude, did, are you watching my show at all? Or are you just hitting the follow button just because we want to have as many followers and you don't even pay attention to anything that's going on? Well, it's, it's overwhelming too. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. just so much out there and, um, yeah, so I, I just do the, like on my, my profile, I say, you know, I'm just trying and that, and that's all we can do. Yeah. I mean, there's only one of me, you know, I've got, I don't know, a few thousand followers here, a couple thousand there, but you know, and I do the best I can to keep up with, with, you know, people that are looking for me or, or trying to get a hold of me. But, you know, I always just say, please be patient. Like there's only 24 hours in a day and I need to sleep a little. <laughs> yeah, you sleep. I get about four hours of sleep and that's too much. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you handle it, brother. I, uh, that, that's I, too I'm much. like, I, I'm crazy busy to the point where like, if, if I don't get, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep, I'm a disaster the next day. You know, it's just cause I, I, I think it's cause I burn too many calories you know, going as fast as I can, you know, people it's, say, 
people say thinking doesn't burn energy. It does. <laughs> Bullshit. When I, was in a, when I was in the service, I was taught to do uh, power sleep because as a pilot, you know, you say, okay, we need, we're going to take a break now. You take 15 minutes will give me four hours of sleep, yeah, four hours of deep sleep. And that's what I, and that's what I do. You know, that's how I do. I, I get, I get, I, last, yesterday, last night I went to bed at 1130. I got up at two o'clock. <laughs> okay, I'm up. <laughs> and what do you do at two o'clock? You meditate. You, you chant. You, 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 that's all you can do is you meditate. You know, right. you can't do anything because you'll wake people up. You know, right? You can't do, you can't play. I write music, but I can't do it. You can't play it. <laughs> can't, I can't do it. I have my headphones on. How did the two of you meet? Did you? Oh, this is a great story. So he tracked me down. Yeah, I've been, tra- <laughs> I've been traveling around out here, you know, since I land crash landed two days after, two days before the lockdown. We literally oh. we moved in, and then they locked the state down. Wow. So I'd still been doing a little bit of local traveling and connecting with people that are like minded here. And I was, you know, down in Malibu at the Malibu Fig Farm. Um, you know, doing some work with one of their gardeners there, um, Nikki. And, and, you know, I just started hearing about this, this invisible gardener. Yeah, right. And then I heard it, you know, up in Ojai, well, there's this guy doing what you're doing. He's called the invisible gardener. I (laughs) I thought it was like, like, that wasn't his name. That's just what they called him. So finally, I think it was a few weeks ago, Maybe a month ago now. I don't know. It's been, a, it's been at least a month. Yeah. 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 So I just, I finally just said, all right, I'm going to Google invisible. Gardeners <laughs> yeah. if there's a guy out there. Yeah, yeah. And then I then sure as shit. Like I, I Googled him on Sunday and I'm like, oh my God, there really is a guy named invisible gardener. So I called him on Monday morning, just going, I'm just going to call him. You know, I'm, I'm you know, going to be open here. He answered the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. <clears throat> I've tuned in. I've tuned into it. You know. I yeah, and, and the funny thing was, he said to me, he goes, "You know, I just told someone the other day, I feel like I'm the only one out here." And I'm yeah. like, "Well, I felt like that for a while, and maybe that's why I called you. Maybe that's I heard so your wonderful. signal. I heard your signal." <laughs> I think we should form, form a. I think we should form an organization of uh, invisible gardeners, so to speak, because I tell people we're all invisible gardeners. You know, I got the name invisible gardener because the real invisible gardener is the invisible microbes in the soil. Yeah, that's the real invisible gardener. It's not me. I'm just a, their helper. I'm just trying to keep them alive. I'm trying to oh, bring man. them back, trying to bring them back to to health. You know, because that's the whole key. And people just don't get it. Gardeners, you think the gardener will be guarding the soil, right? They would be protecting this. No, they're one of the worst people for the soil. You they've know, been pro- they've, they've been programmed. It's not their fault. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Deborah. But you, you are, one of your titles is a soil biologist, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. is that a deg- a part of a degree or is that just what you call yourself? Because I've heard Andy say that too. Yeah, you know, so I don't have um, a formal college degree with letters behind me. But what Boy, I did. Sure, you sure know what you're talking about. Well, I, I spent 18 months in intensive you know, one-on-one with Dr. Lane and all these other top scientists down there. So in many ways, I have more than a PhD because, mm-hmm. you know, I was like one-on-one immersed into this uh, world of, of soil biology and to a point yeah. where, you know, I've spent thousands of hours behind uh, the microscope. Guys, the no. God, uh, the great God say we can take two hours doing our show. So we ain't stopping. Oh, oh thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we ain't stopping for another hour. Okay, so, you're not so gonna all right. do the cosmic spaceship. 
well, this is, you know, to me, Cosmic Spaceship is just music and artwork. Okay, oh. so that's something that's a hobby I do. I started about five years ago. You don't even want to know how I got started because I actually, okay, I'll tell you, I did too much LSD. Next thing you know, I'm writing music and doing artwork. The same night, okay? I bought this program called Acid. <laughs> Maybe I should get that program, right? And it's called Acid. Literally, it's called Acid. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a music program that uses a paintbrush. See, see I, I hear colors and see sound, okay? So, so I, when I saw they have a paintbrush, you can actually paint, tell it, okay, I want a, a certain instrument. You can paint the, 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 the tone and the music. I go, whoa, that's, and, and painting. Then all of a sudden I started painting. I got this other, uh, other program. Uh, see, I, I play games a lot. I'm actually called Captain Crazy in this world that I play. Okay, I've been doing the uh, games for many years and I actually found it as a tool to talk to kids. So I, I run this planet, okay? I'm, I'm just, so I want to just tell you real fast. So I run this planet. This planet is basically, and uh, what it is is a game that you, can visit other planets as an open world. It's really, really cool. But I'm the oldest. So just about two years ago, uh, this uh, it turns. I'm 72 now, right? <laughs> I'll be 72. So I, I, we're talking, and you know, because we text a lot. And I said, well, one of the things I like about games is that they have this communication system really, really down past. So while you're playing, but that's up to you. If you want to only do one program hour per week or not, okay, I am. That's what my guy's saying. Yeah, that's what I like to do two hours today, and I don't care about the cosmic spaceship. We we can, but so the communication system is really cool because what I do, see, one of the things aside from all this is that I actually work with people. I help help heal them. I do anyway, their guy, their spirit guys come to me, and then and then I they connect. It's like your spirit guy connected me. That's how we connect. Not that you need healing, but it's basically that's how I connect. So I said, I saw this one, we're typing, you know, and I said, well, there's an easy way to communicate with each other. Let's see what this chat is all about. There's an easy way to communicate. That's up to you. Oh, I see. I'm guessing, but now it's just actually 10 by one, both hours. Oh, so um, I'm going to play it. Uh, see, what, and that is now to be served. Okay, so by doing cosplay, it won't be possible. Okay, I don't know what he's saying. So why don't you just cut it, uh, Don, and tell me what it is you're saying. I can't read fast enough. Don, you're there? Don's saying something. A lot of stuff over here. I have not faintest idea what he's saying. Because he's saying, you know, uh, doing the cosmic, but, but doing the cosmic, I won't, I, bleh, I won't keep, I he's would keep. putting another show on the other station. Right. So he says, you know, right, exactly. He says, I would keep don't panic, it's organic going, but doing cosmic spaceship won't be possible. I know that. As that hour is now reserved by Ted Mayer starting January. Okay, that's fine. Because, you know, we're not going to do the show here anymore. I'm moving on. I didn't want to bring it up or anything. You know, I've been doing it here for eight years or something like that. I actually should be doing a radio show since 1970, okay? <laughs> so, wow. And you keep moving on and moving on. The universe just keeps dragging me along. Uh, and starting in January, uh, my partner, I have a lady partner named Miss Michelle. I told you about her. She is my, she is an amazing woman. Uh, Kundalini master, okay? <laughs> really, you know, she knows energy. But she... It's going to take the Invisible Garden to the next level because I'm just a crazy, wild, a crazy guy, right? I, my, my marketing skills are really bad. <laughs> my social skills are even worse. I was married for 41 years, right? You know, we don't go to parties. We don't do, because I can't eat any of the food. I go to the party. I'm looking. I eat something. I go home. I'm sick for days and days. I go, oh, why, why did I eat that crap? Right? I'm sorry. That's what it is. 
But he says, but that's up to you. If you wish to do only one program per hour per week or not, I am not guessing. I'm guessing, but just asking Ted might want both. Hey, so the bottom line is we can actually stay here another hour. I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But, but are you are you moving on though? You're... Yeah, yeah. So the so what I, so the the thing about this game is that they have a, a way to actually communicate while you're playing, right? You have headphones on, you can actually talk. Because you know, a lot of times, I, 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 one of the things I do is I rescue people from aliens being eaten. Up. Oh my God! I got a spider to eat my leg. They're killing me. I said, first of all, it's a game. So like, there's one. It's a survival game. Okay. So like, when I first started playing, I died like ten times in five minutes. You know, you, just, you come back and you get eaten, you get killed again. So <laughs> I, I started talking to this one person. She's like a little voice. I said, how old are you? I'm 13. I go, you're 13 and you built it because you have to build engineer ships. You have to do it according to the law of gravity. So if the ship's too big and you have very little thrust, you ain't going anywhere. You can't steer, you can't do anything. This girl, 13-year-old, built this massive destroyer that knocked the heck out of anybody on the, on the, on the, in the game. She was like really badass, right? And she's 13. So it turns out that she was like uh, at home really bad. Nobody would talk to her. Her parents were all bad and all this stuff. She was like, you're a bad girl and stuff. So we end up talking. And, and one day I hear this voice. Uh, Hello. I'm her mother. You're her mother. Who are you? Well, I'm Captain Crazy. Well, how old are you? I'm 70. At that time I was like, what? 69 you're 69 you're talking to my 13 year old girl you you old dirty old man i said lady she came she came to my planet the bottom line is i have about she she i told her you're an amazing kid what you did there 20 year old kids can't do as a matter of fact i i learned from her i said look at my ship i built this giant ship based upon babylon 5 it's called you know ever hear see babylon 5 yeah, yeah, sure and they had they have these bad guys the aliens they have these uh Battle crab. It's a giant crab, like the legs and everything, big, big legs. And they would go beat the crap out of everything. So I build a battle crab. Okay. And I have, you know, I, I, so I was having some engineering problems. Okay. How do you steer this massive thing? How do you, you know, you have to, you can't only have so much thrust. She says, well, you have to do this. You have to, do. she rebuilt it for me. Wow. I said, you're an amazing kid. You'll be wonderful. And so the mother says, look, whatever you're doing to my child, keep doing it because she has a self. She's, she's now believes in herself, you know, she's happy and she's going to go with engineering. She's going to do all this stuff. So I have about 30 or 40 kids that I talk to on a regular basis. You know, one is that I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I say, Hey, it's just a game. It's, a, it's called a survival game. You better learn to survive. That means you got to do something rather than stand there and get eaten by the spiders. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And, so, and these from all over the world. So I love that. It's really cool. So let's get back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, well you know, you about? know, but you know what, Andy, <laughs> you bring up a point and, and this has been like um, something I've been focusing on a lot is that look at TikTok. Yeah. Um, that has just come out of nowhere. It yeah. exploded Kids. into this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I want to get to them and say, Hey, look, you know, tell your parents, I don't want them spraying any more of this crap on my yeah. ground. Yeah, I want I want to make my own compost, and I want yeah. someone to apply that compost or liquefy it and apply. Exactly, it. exactly right. They're the only ones that are going to be able to get to us that have been programmed. Like, so I used to give a talk to kids. I used to go dress as an ant, big there ant, you go. Thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, was, I would sit there, and go, hey, "Hello, boys and girls." And they would say, "Well, that sounds like the 
Daffy, Donald Duck or uh, Mickey Mouse. It sounds like Mickey Mouse. I, I'm not Mickey Mouse. I'm an ass. So I would, <laughs> I, I would tell the, the adults, all the adults get out of the room. This no. is just for us kids. And, and we, start, we would talk about the speed of light. We would talk about all kinds of stuff. And I would tell them, you got to go shopping with your parents. You got to turn them in if they start buying crap. If they do something to your soil, to your property, because it's yours, you have to tell mom and dad, I don't want you to use this. You know, get them involved in it. Get them right. started. I, I started my business in the sixth grade, and I was different than most people, see? So that's what we want to do. We want to kids get into gardening the right way. Right. Yeah. You know, learn about making compost. Learn that the soil is a living thing that they need to take care of it, and they need to turn their tell their parents, "You gotta stop this. You gotta just stop this because you know the whole climate change. What's going on now with the climate? It's really a big. We have done that to ourselves, and the kids are the ones who have to suffer from that. Their kids are going to have to go through this, and they're the ones who need to say, "Excuse me," like that lady, the uh, the Swedish uh, girl, oh, Greta Thornburg. Exactly. So now they have to stand up and say, okay, stop. We've had enough of this. You've had your turn. You're destroying everything. If you don't, if you keep this up, I won't have a planet to live on. Because it's not the planet that's in trouble. It's all living things on this planet that's in trouble. Right? You know, I mean, Absolutely. We're, we're taking and everybody down with us. No, well, it's not we. It's, yeah. it's the system. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, um, I, I hold these billionaires accountable. Yeah. You know, I hold these these people that have earned so much money that they can't possibly spend it in their lifetime. No. And then they're donating it to build libraries in their name and, and, you know, hospital wings. We don't need more hospital wings. We need more health. We need healthy food, healthy soil, not not more cancer treatment places. And, you I know, truly, that's I, I truly believe that the chemical industry and the medical industry are like, yeah, they're buddies. They're buddies. Keep it up because we're busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, we the, love it. And we don't right? want to. We don't want you to be healed. We we just want to maintain you sick so that we can make more money off. Doctors are not taught nutrition. I've no, I got one week in nutrition. I got one week in nutrition. And 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 that's the foundation of health. And you're not taught that. You know, again, that's by the pharmaceutical design. I mean, I don't know if you know the story, but the pharmaceutical companies went to all the medical schools way back in the early, late 18, early 1900s and said, hey, we're going to teach you how to use medicine. And they took away all of their herbs. They took away our cannabis, our hemp. They took away everything and said, no, 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 no. We have a better solution. And therefore, and whatever you do, don't teach nutrition. You don't need nutrition. We have a pill for everything. And that was the beginning of the end of our, of our health. I mean, let's, let's face it. When, when the government eradicated hemp, and said yeah. that anybody yeah. caught with hemp on their farm, and Deborah, you might not even know this, but that was because DuPont wanted to sell nylon rope to the yeah. Navy. Yeah. And all rope was made out of hemp. So yeah. instead of DuPont saying, hey, I have a better product, they went back toward the government, had laws passed to banish hemp from all property. And if you got caught with hemp on your property, they seized your property. And the farmers went out and burned everything they could find. And all of our animals used to live on that. Yeah. And we eat the animals. And, and so our whole endocannabinoid health was yeah. taken away from us wow. when they took the hemp plant away from the animals that consumed it. At the same time, they grew wow. marijuana. At the same time, they put marijuana with hemp. They're two different species entirely. And they said, 
this is really bad. And it's for the same reason, because people were using uh, tinctures of marijuana, all kinds of stuff to heal themselves. And they didn't like that. They want us to go. They said, oh, the black people are going to get stoned and rape you. Okay. Well, that was, was the like, war on drugs. That well, was, was another whole disaster. Yeah, right. And exactly. And, and that's what's going on now. And so I, I'm talking to a person who has candida, right? And I, I was telling him, what are you doing? I'm taking this pill. Really? Well, maybe you should stop eating that stuff. Stop eating that. You know, candida has to do with sugar and yeast in your stu- in your body. It has to do with your stomach not functioning right. Well, maybe if you actually leaky gut. What do you think leaky gut is? Right? Because the poisons are coming into it. So maybe if you start stop eating the junk, the sugar and the, and all this stuff, maybe you might heal better than you t- take a pill. One of the things I teach people: you can heal yourself easily by, you know, just stop. Because you know, if you, if you stop. If you stick your hand in the fire, you're going to get burned. If you take your hand out of the fire, your body will heal. Duh. And that's that's what's going on right now. That's what my partner, Pauline, does. She's a healer. And she has been for years. Um, She's uh, licensed in, I think, 14 different modalities. Everything from Ayurvedic medicine, uh, master yoga, um, Reiki. I mean, right down the line. And when we first met... She was like, oh, you know, she was fixing my back. I had, I had a disectomy in 2001. And the doctor warned me, once I do this to you, in about 10 years, the one above it and the one below it are going to go out. And I actually got 18 years out of it. But anyway. Um, and they, not, they did go out? You're, yeah, you're yeah. The one above and one below. They're still bulge to this, to this day. There's a big bulge on them. Because um, I had me in 2000 and i don't know if that's happened to me that's interesting huh go ahead yeah um anyway so i came to her because i didn't want to take the pharmaceuticals um i was in just so much pain um i I went to the hospital they're like okay you know i wanted to get an mri and like well you can't get an mri we need to treat you first and i'm like all right do whatever you have to do jump through hoops yes and you go up the ladder so i was going up the ladder eating my freaking obit uh um opioids and all this other shit uh steroids opioids muscle relaxants after about a week of that i was in so much pain and i said you know what i'm done i locked myself in the room water only no phone no television meditated for three days and cleaned myself out and then i crawled down to a local health um center called uh valley spirit in in connecticut uh, washington depot and I went into the, to the owner and I said, look, I, I, I need help. I, I need acupuncture. I need Reiki. I need deep tissue massage. Um, I need mild yoga, something that will start to, to, to stretch out these tendons that are, that are pulling everything together and causing this pain. And so she goes, all right, I'll give you Pauline for Reiki, um, the yoga and the uh, deep tissue massage. And I'll give you the jampa for herbs and for acupuncture. So I would be going in there three days a week getting, um, you know, treated. And so Pauline and I became friends. And so one day I was on her, um, on her inner room on the, on the um, table and she goes, so, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a soil biologist. And she goes, well, what's a soil biologist, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so I'm like, well, I look at microbes in the soil and I decide whether, you know, they're healthy or they're unhealthy and, and how do I turn this soil system back into a healthy system so that the plants that are there are super healthy or the vegetables are, are have more minerals and nutrients or, you know, whatever. And so she's like, well, do you ever work with cannabis people? And I'm like, 
yeah, they love their plants. <laughs> you know, the, the gardeners and the landscapers, they're hard. They, they don't care about their plants. They look at their plants as money. Whereas cannabis people look at them like it's herb. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's got, yeah, it's money, but it's also, um, there's a lot more benefits out of it than there is grass clippings. Well, to me, grass clippings are still worth a lot, but yeah. that's needless to say. So she's like, well, I, you know, I, need, I have all these clients and I, I need access to some really clean cannabis. And I'm like, well, the people I work with only grow 100% regenerative and organic so that you can't get cleaner medicine than that. So I've brought her out to California. I introduced her to some of the people that I work with out here. Um, and then we established a relationship and, and started getting her some, you know, I, I don't want to call it RSO cause it really isn't. It's, it's much more of a clean extraction. There's no, you know, naphthen or anything like that used. Um, and, and so I started getting her product and the problem was she just started getting really paranoid because we're in Connecticut, which is a you yeah, know, prohibition state. Yeah. And <clears throat> so that was another reason why we looked, uh, for another state where we could go, where she could feel at least comfortable um, working with her patients because, you know, you, the last thing in the world you want to do is get arrested and thrown in jail for having yeah. cannabis, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Sanity of humanity. Yeah, um, anyway, so, <clears throat> yeah, that's what she does for a living. And um, so I totally get it. You know, I totally understand, you know, what you're talking about as far as healing people. And she's got, you know, young people. She's got older people, you know, all different types of, you know, from cancer to Crohn's to IBS. And, and it all goes back to the one thing that she does is she starts with, okay, first we're going to do an astrological reading on you. So I can kind of see, you know, when you yeah. were born, yeah. you know, what magnetic or Im yeah. uh, paramagnetic forces that yeah. were present at the yeah. time of your birth. Then we're going to look at your eating habits. Then we're going to look at your mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that a lot of doctors don't, they don't, they don't even talk to you about this shit, no. right? They don't ask you, what are you eating or, or what is, what is your belief system? Um, how do you, how do you treat yourself during the day? Um, are you kind to yourself? Are you beating yourself up? Do you meditate? <laughs> do you do yoga? Do you walk? No, you know, all the most care. important things, right? Those all, are, they, all they want to see in your here, have, in a, have office, another pill. In the, it says you have to come into my office at least once a month. Yeah, that's it. I want you to come in, and take this pill. I mean, I have a doctor. I went in there once. He's retired now. I went there once. That's because I cut the tip of my finger off. Okay, and I, and I went there and, I, and he said, "What are you doing here? You never, you know, I I don't take the flu shot. I don't take anything." He says, "You're the worst customer I've ever had. You're, you're not you're not getting sick. What is wrong with you?" And on top of that, you did a really good job because I was a medic in the service. And you should have seen me in the service. I was in the Navy. I, 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 they actually, so I, I, somebody got shot up, and, you know, sitting there going, well, maybe somebody should do something. So I learned about herbs. I, I would look around, make a pulses, you know, put it on him. And I peed on his leg to stop him from getting gangrene. And they say, hey, you're good at this. So there may be a, a then they would shoot at me. I, I was declared dead twice. Wow. This is 17, 17 and 18. And so I, I was actually doing uh, 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 pot at that time because they gave me this this drug to take right. It's a little pill. And it's, it's the cap, they only, my friend says, take the, open it up inside. There's a little red pill. Take that red pill, and, and, and I would take the red pill. I'll be vomiting. I say, hey, you know, so imagine a helicopter. The guy's going like this. You know how the helicopters have the big window, right? You see this vomit on the inside of the window. And the guy would be like, you can't. He vomited again. I said, why are you vomiting so much? Why I'm eating the stuff. It's making me sick. We'll smoke this. As soon as I spoke, it was like, 
okay. I got court-martialed 14 times for smoking pot. It was probably the first medical. Say, so the doctor would go to the court-martial court and say, leave him alone. He's better at with the pot than with the drugs. Interesting. You know, and, that's how, and that's how I got turned on to pot. And to me, I, I, to me, it's a healing herb because I teach. One of the things I try to do is key it into people's consciousness, help them to understand that they have the power to heal. The Mother Earth is giving us all these wonderful tools to heal. Because what does it does? It changes our consciousness. One of the things I recently did was the bullfrog. I think it was some toad. The toad. The medicine. Toad medicine. Yeah, yeah. It was wonderful because to me. It put me in, a, they thought I died. The guy said, stop breathing, stop breathing, somebody should do something. It was really funny, but I did it and I just got into space, which uh, when I died, I left my body. And I'm used to leaving my body as a kid. When I, I do, my mother's from uh, Yugoslavia. She's a traveling gypsy band, okay? And they, they were Jewish or whatever, and they went to Puerto Rico. They changed, to became Catholic to get away from Hitler, okay? And so my mother taught me all these, because it's, she was a, uh, a, the head priestess of the Santerra religion. Santerra is uh, Buddhism and Catholic together. Interesting. Okay, so she told me how to do tarot reading. She would take the crystal ball and the cigar and do readings. And, and I, 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 I see auras. I see people's energies. As a kid, I used to walk up to people and go, I think you're going to die. What's wrong with you? You're, my mother said, never tell anybody they're going to die. Never. You got to <laughs> don't, don't do that. And so to, uh, to this day, I work with energy. I, I work a lot with energy. But it, it, it also transfers over to the trees and to the plants. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Because if you see energy, if, if the tree's alive, you have this wonderful aura. And then mm-hmm. the, the aura of all, the whole, you ever been in a, in a forest, no electricity, nothing? It's like one big giant aura, auric field. And the bugs and the insects are all happy and the birds are all, because one, one of the subjects I'm, taught, I'm dealing with is um, uh, how trees communicate. Okay, and so I started talking to because one of the things I learned about psilocybin mushrooms or any other drug is that we, uh, when you do a psilocybin mushrooms and you think you're tripping, you're actually in the consciousness of the mice of the psilocybin, the consciousness of the of the earth. Okay, so yeah, your consciousness. It's actually, and that's why you're tripping. You're going, I don't know. Eventually, you can tune in, you, you relax, and you let Mother Nature te- teach you. Yeah, you and, communicate. And, 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 and my, because my, one of the things I do now is I, I, uh, I, I have a, a nonprofit church. It's called Astro's Garden. I started it in 1970 in Gainesville, Florida. And I started a, uh, and so, uh, you know, you have to, it's a nonprofit, but it's a charitable, a religious, charitable, and educational organization. So I, as a religion, because they have to say you have to be religious. I said, I'm not religious. I just want to be a, like a new age teacher. But you have to category is religion. So educational, I started the Living Institute of Survival Technology, okay, to learn to teach people how to survive, basically. And you basically just listen to Mother Nature. Mother Nature tells you everything you need to know. And then that's how I got the name Invisible Gardener, because I started doing uh, gardening for people at night under the light of the full moon. Because I was reading about Steiner's setup, you know, yep. and you have yep. all these all these uh, cycles energy. of the moon and stuff like that, and energy, it's like, that's an ideal time to, to do stuff on the, right, on the right cycles of the moon. And so I, I would do it, and, and, and if I were to do a garden at night under the right cycle of the moon, it would flourish, it would just go nuts. If I do it on the wrong cycle, it would be like, no matter what you do, hello, hello, wake up, nobody's going to do anything. 
And so, nobody nobody talks about this. Maybe the farmer's almanac does. I learned it. Yeah, the farmer's old farmer's yeah. almanac. That was like that was like, and I didn't even have to because I would, you know, if you tune into nature, you all are math. You know what the cycles are. You don't have to have a book tell you this is a good time to plant, right? Because you know that you feel you can see it. The energy changes, and so that's that's been my, been my whole thing. It's like I have a, a wide range of interests. I'm not going to answer you. You know, it's a phone, right? <laughs> I have a wide range of interests. One of the things that happens is that when we talk, I actually broadcast to the universe and people pick up and they they have to call me. My friends have to call me right now and talk. I don't know why I'm calling you now. I feel this energy. I need to talk to you. I go, yeah, right? You and Layton seem to have similar childhoods. You know, like you at sixth grade, him at seventh grade, and how you develop is pretty fascinating. It was really weird. We just met a month ago. I yeah, know. I think literally. it's miraculous i would have loved to have met you in the, in the 70s you know right i'd love to have met you you know what how, how old were you in the 70s uh well i'm i'm 57 now so i would have been in my uh late early teens late you know uh single digits 70, I would have loved 73 to have run, i would have been 10 i would have loved to have run into you because at 73 uh i just got out of the service in 1970 okay i, I lied to them i told them i was 18 i was really 17 so I, what happened was, is I went to join the the, uh, the Marines. I don't know why. And they said you have a heart murmur. Don't know why. Right, you have a heart murmur. So I, I went in the in my car and I meditated and I went to the Navy and said, "You're fine, join." <laughs> right, right. And my I, do- I, you know what, Andy? It's funny. My doctor <laughs> used to make me do that too. Meditate. He would be like, I, I had to get a medical card because I was driving a uh, box truck in Massachusetts. And so I had to get this little card. And part of that was, you know, I couldn't have diabetes. I couldn't have heart murmur, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't have high blood pressure. So he would, he would go, you know, every time you walk in here late and your heart's just ready to fucking blow up. So just <laughs> turn the light off. I'm going to leave you alone for five minutes. Just, you know, go to your happy place and then I'll come back and take your blood pressure and you'll be fine. So I understand exactly. It's just, it's the energy. It's the energy around us that, that, that I absorb. Um, but, you know, I, I did want to talk about um, uh, something that I've been working on lately, and that's called a, uh, a podcast or a, a live virtual conference that's called LearnLivingSoil.com. Oh. Um, cool. so, yeah, I got to write that down. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one went off on November uh, 16th or 15th and 16th, and you can still get the recording. It's only 50 bucks, really short money. I have. I talk about the physical properties of soil. Um, a good friend of mine, Chip Osborne from Osborne Organics, talks about soil chemistry. Dr. Elaine's there. She's talking about soil biology. I want to be on it. <clears throat> yeah, the next day is all about cannabis. Um, so the next session comes up on January uh, 16th and 17th. And this time we're going to be talking about AMO, which is aquatic microorganisms, endophytic bacteria, which are the uh, or endophytic bacteria and uh, fungi, which live inside the plant. Um, we're also going to be doing mycorrhizae fungi with a friend of mine, Dr. Efren Chavez, uh, saprophytic fungi and yeast with a couple buddy of mine, Craig, um, uh, Craig and, and Leaf for Life. Um, and let me think there's something else we're doing. Oh, uh, IMO with Chris Trump, which is natural farming. And then there's four more, or three, there's a total of, it's a five part series. Um, but also simultaneous to that, we're also getting ready to launch a medical conference where we're going to talk about the endocannabinoid system and how cannabis 
functions in our body. So oh, that's people, another story. There. Yeah, people need to know this. A lot of people want to try this, just like you. It healed you, Andy. It made you whole again. You know, you know so, what happens. You know, you know what happens is that energy travels through our body, and it's not like one solid uh, uh, wire. They actually jump. They they actually have a you know they have. A, uh, synapses where the energy flows and actually jumps across to the next one. It's, it's not a solid piece of gold. And that and so what happens when we get sick is that we get it, that connection gets covered with junk. Yeah. And yeah. It, guess what removes it? it? Well, the easy water does. And the plaque, you know, the, the easy water can clean off the outer skin of the shell of the, or the, yeah, the shell of the bacteria and allow it to communicate to the one. So does the cannabinoid. Endocannabinoid system. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to be another two part series um, that kicks off January, uh, January 30th and 31st. So we can go up there and sign up. February 28th. Just go to learnlivingsoils.com. Okay. Um, the, the medical one has not been announced yet. Um, that's going to be announced probably in the next week or so. Um, but the other ones are, are you know, the, the first one is already available. The recording is 50 bucks and the next one goes off. Uh, I think we're going to have that roll out on Monday. So you'll be able to sign up for the one that's coming up in January. Um, that'll be $50 again, early bird. And if you wait till the last two weeks, then it'll go up to $75. But we're just trying to keep it as affordable as possible for people understanding that, you know, everybody's financially stressed because of this nonsense. And we want to get the word out, but we also want to pay our speakers for coming. How are you, how are you doing it? Through Zoom? No, no. It's actually through a, a platform called Big Marker, um, which allows us to have, um, you know, the interaction um, as well as, you know, we have a guy behind the scenes doing all the questions. Uh, there's a live chat. So it's similar to Zoom, but it's a little bit more um, structured and organized and easier to work with. Well, uh, and when is it when is it going on during the day, evening? It's on Saturday and Sunday. I, we, we chose a weekend so that people could attend. And again, if you buy the ticket, you get a 30 days of the recording. So that if you can't spend the whole time, that's fine. You, you still have a whole 30 days to listen to it. And I, a lot of the people that I've spoken to said that, oh, my God, that was too much information for me. Thank you for making it recorded so that I come back and listen to it over and over and over again right. and take notes. Because we, we don't give you a couple little nuggets. Like a lot of podcasts, you'll hear two or three good things out of two hours, right? Who's got time for that? <laughs> so we're rolling out a ton of information, rapid fire, to really get you what you need to know. So you at least have the right questions to ask. And are people signing up? Yes, Pauline, up? wave. Come over and say hi. Hi, Pauline. Hi. That's Andy, and then this is Deborah. Hi. And then this is and this is Paul. Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. What a loving dog. <laughs> so cute. Have you ever heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? Um, the name sounds familiar. I mean, I I'm not a good name guy. Like, I have to see the face. But this it, guy is absolutely amazing because he teaches you how to heal yourself. Yeah, well, that's kind of what we're doing with that that medical side is yeah. because, you know, we're going to be addressing mental health. We're going to be yeah. addressing the, endo, uh, the endocannabinoids. You have to be careful. You're going to get, you know, the, 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 the establishment is going to take you away for one reason or another. <laughs> hey, Andy, I got all kinds of energy. I can hide. I can go invisible. invisible. I'll go stealth on them. <laughs> yeah, yes, you pretty much invisible you're pretty soil much... biologist. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it's true because, you know, they – They'll, you know, I had a lady on, and she wrote um, uh, "White Water," 
It's called White. Oh, this yeah. what the Clintons thing? The the, the No, uh, no, it wasn't White. Yeah. It, was, it was called yeah. Whitewash. Okay. It was about it was about uh, uh, Roundup. Oh yeah. And she was she was a reporter. She actually worked for the company, and then she left it. And and, and the information and so the company Monsanto has been after her and telling all kinds of lies, all kinds of stuff, everything attacking her left and right because she had say this is true. But you know what's interesting about this Monsanto thing and Roundup is I don't understand. So they're getting. They're actually paying you know millions of dollars to these people who suffered from this, right? Yet you turn around and you have people are still buying the stuff; it's still being sold. I don't get it. Andy, they're making it stronger now. You go in there, you look at it; it's, it's extra strength Roundup. Like, what the fuck do you need extra strength for? It's already right, powerful. Right, right. When they did, when they first started with uh, the genetic modified organisms. I, I tell people it's not GMO you have to worry about; it's GEO you have to worry about. You know, they had a, a court case where it was thrown out because they said GMO is totally safe. Farmers have been growing tomatoes, and they—that's a genetically modified organism. You know, we are genetically modified organisms. When we're born, we're different than the, the, so they say. It was, they threw it out. It's genetically engineered organisms that we need to deal with because there's there's three types of genetically engineered organisms. One is they actually they wanted to expose the genes to radiation the other one is where you took you know the genes of a of a cow or a chemical and, and spliced it into the gene right and the other one is is it's totally different uh, setup it has to do with uh how a scientist can go and manipulate things right yep. and genetic engineering says oh, so when i first heard about that i had this guy on came on the show he was actually working for monsanto so you know they, they wanted to do uh genetically modified lawns and genetically modified trees. So this guy's job was in Colorado to to uh, drive around and look for weeds that showed these traits. It started to that they, they would get modified. You know, they would get pollinated, and then he he would drive up. So he was he says I would have to drive hundreds and hundreds of miles away before I didn't find it. So they said we're not going to do that now. And the same thing with with genetically modified trees. So this this guy they so this uh, company. Uh, a golf course, for example, you know, they have these genetically modified trees. The bugs were dying. The bees and the birds were dying because the birds would eat the, the insects that was, uh, you know, living on the genetic modified pollen or whatever. Same thing with the corn. You know, the, the corn, it's one of the, so the corn has the the, uh, the corn uh, sucrose to the sugar, right, that the, they make from corn, right? Yeah. So that's genetically corn modified. Syrup. Right, corn syrup. So now they had a new one, and they were going to call it, if we eat this, we will die. So now they call it something really good. It sounds really good. Oh, that's not natural. It's not, and that's what's going on right now. Uh, there was a there was a there was a lady who had, whose kid was getting the leaky gut thing, right? And the mother says, "Well, they lived in uh, in the major corn area where there's like millions of acres of corn, right? And that they would eat corn. What's, what's wrong with corn, right? <laughs> you know." But this, uh, the, the lady took the, the, the kid off that corn, started giving it organic corn, which it wasn't, and the, it, it, he, he, he healed himself right up. It's leaky gut stuff, you know. And and so right now the the uh, the, uh, the Roundup, I, I just, you know, here's another thing: to wheat, wheat, genetically you can't modified. digest it anymore. No, wheat is not the same thing. There's a there's a there's a program, a movie called What's Up with Wheat. You should watch it. It's really mind-blowing because wheat isn't everything yep. and the wheat we eating wheat now and we're dying it's from like it. corn syrup corn syrup yeah. and everything 
Or and you know, you're, yeah. the other thing is no one's talking about is the forever chemical. Forever chemical. Stuff, the stuff that comes off Teflon production, the stuff uh-huh. that comes off fireproofing. It I mean, ain't going is, anywhere. And it's in every single one of us. It's in at our bodies. Toxic levels. It's in and, our bodies. And, and people wonder why we're all sick. And you can't no. get rid of it. You have to no. go through. You have to do the way you get rid of it is through, through frequencies through sound. Fasting? That's why. That's what work? I do. What doesn't fasting work if you fast? No, no. It stays in your. Sure. In, it stays in your body. It stays in your in your in your cells and your when blood you tissue. Fast, don't your cells eat the bad cells because they don't have any other food and they kind of. But clean up it's the in body. your cells. It's in your body, and it's it, 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 just like plastic. <laughs> Uh, little micro, micro little little micro. Oh, oh, hey, hey, buddy, relax. Little, little <laughs> micro beats, little micro beats do not go away. They're they're here, like forever. It's, it's like forever. And everything Scientists are saying that there's no place on the planet you cannot find micro beats. Yep, uh, they found them on. They found forever, uh, forever chemical and microplastics on Everest. Everest in the, deep, in the now deepest Everest. ocean. Deepest and, ocean trenches. You and do. you know what this stuff do? They absorb radiation. Mm-hmm. They do? They absorb radiation. So you know the big trash heap in the ocean? The, the floating right? island. Yeah. Right, right. Those microbes, those, the, it's basically radioactive because it, it absorbs radiation. And radiation ain't going to go away for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. The, 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 there's a name for um, the, the age of mankind. Yeah, the plastic error. <laughs> uh, you got you got it. And, and it's a strange name for it, right? Basically, it means plastic. If if you have an alien come to Earth 10,000 years from now, you know how they look at the side, you have the different layers. Arch- yeah, the, you know, the, the horizons. The they're going to say there's a, there's a layer of plastic all around the world. Everywhere. You can't go anywhere. You're not going to find plastic. They found this whale full of plastic in his body. Died. Yeah, Human beings cool. are full of plastic. Right? No, there's a there's a George Carlin uh skit on plastic. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so inappropriate, it's not funny. I know. But basically he said, Well, we were here, our only job as humans were to make as much plastic as possible for the next species that's gonna come along because it's gonna live on plastic. I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if you if you if you're depressed and you wanna laugh your ass off. Listen to that, Carlin, about plastic. And, 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 the and, to, and, to make, and to make matters worse, we have decided to do this nuclear power plant thing. Now, look, nuclear, nuclear, plant, nuclear power is fine if you do, base it on thorium, not uranium. Yeah, thorium, uranium. exactly. Okay? So there's two, plant, two nuclear power plants in the world, one in Russia and one in India, based on, upon thorium. does not produce radioactive waste. You know why we do nuclear power plants? Thinking the public say, "Let's produce energy." No, because you use nuclear weapons mm-hmm. from it. You, the, yes, you get the byproduct is the stuff you use to make weapons. Exactly. And every right. nuclear power plant on the planet is leaking. On top of that, they where they store it is leaking. Yeah, they want to store it in where Utah somewhere on the no the mountain the mountain Yucca, somewhere Yucca right mountain. Yucca Mountain. But the storage was only be good for maybe five hundred years. But the problem is the product, the radiation will be like tens of thousands of years. So figure that one out. So, so we, I talk a lot about, you know, we go through uh, this climate change. We're going through, you know, an ice age and, and, and the climate warming. People don't realize that we already begun the ice age. They don't get, they say, well, wait a minute. 
we just got into this uh, climate, global warming now, right? The last time we had an ice age was called the Little Ice Age. That was preceded by the medieval warming period. The medieval warming period kind of tells you what, what time, you know, what, what, when it was happening. It was during the medieval times. It lasted 500 years. It was followed by the Little Ice Age, which lasted another 500 years. And just think of George Washington crossing the Delaware in, the, in that big portrait. There are icebergs in the river. So that was towards the end of it. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, 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 that French man, that, 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 what was the guy? Napoleon. That, Napoleon, right. Napoleon. The, he had a really rough time because he was during this. And the same thing with the Eng, English, uh, England war because there was major ice there. That was the little ice age. So we, we have managed to, within a short period of time, increase the temperature more than any other time in history really, really fast. And, and we're going we're gonna to go really fast, really hot, really fast. But what happens is we're going to be followed by a really massive ice age. And that ice age, it's normally an ice age we can make through, but we're not going to make it through a nuclear ice age, a nuclear ice age. We have all these power plants. So what happens if it gets, they get frozen and they get destroyed? It's going to be nuclear power, nuclear radiation everywhere, everywhere. So like literally, we're going to take down the human race with us. We're going to take every bird, every animal, every insect, every microbe, anything that's alive, we're going to take away because we cannot evolve in, in, in this type of radiation. How's that? I've, yes, I've, dear. I've got to bow out. I've got a couple oh. coming over to pick up some food I've prepared for them because okay. so, they're hungry. So I got to go pack it up for them. So. Yeah, I know you weren't supposed to be on this long. No, and they're coming over at three, so I gotta go pack it up. But Layton, please come back. Oh, I will. January, we love you, and I'm sure our audience loves you too. Well, thank you, Deborah. It was so nice to meet you. I'm so glad you got in contact with Andy, and I heard the story, and (laughs) it's wonderful. Thank you, and Merry Christmas, sweetie. Merry Christmas to you. Same to you, Deborah. All right. We'll talk some more, okay? All right. Okay. Bye. Bye now. Bye bye. Bye. So here we are, Layton. Yeah. So, um, so what do you want to, what do you want to talk about, brother? I mean, uh, let's, let's talk some positive stuff and like yeah. you know, how, the progress that we're making. Well, you know, um, I, I, my, usually the last week of every month, I call it environmental alert. I've been doing it for centuries, you know, trying to tell people alert, 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 but that doesn't seem to work too well. People are just human race are just, uh, they stick their head in the sand, but their butts up in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they don't, they you don't want to know if they you don't stop and look. It's scary, right? But the kids are all looking at it going, shit, we, we got to do something here. And you That's know, I the think- positive thing. I think that, see, we have, we're, we're, we're a very unique species. You know, we can create anything. We can uh, work our way out of anything. You know, we have the ability to think. We're highly intelligent. And uh, the, the children now have better, they, they should. Oh, they're way better than us. Way better. I know, I know, I know. They're, you should see some of the auras of some of these kids. are like, these kids are super intelligent. Mm-hmm. And and they're they're too young to do anything about, but there are some you know older ones and maybe in the twenties, you know that kind of stuff. That and they need to step up now. They need to say, okay, stop it. And to me, it's money. To me, it's money. That's it's the core. Money. That's it's the core money. of everything right now. Money, you know. The, and so if you get rid, and that's why I like Star Trek so much, right? No money, yeah. right? You get rid of the money, you get rid of religion. All the problems. Religion, all money. Do you think religion has to do with God? No, it's money. And power. 
and okay. power. Exactly. Uh, medical medicine has to do, does thing have to do with healing? No, it has to do with money. Agriculture has to do with money. So, and, and I always thought, so like uh, when somebody's lobbying, that should be illegal because basically you're giving them a lot of money to, t- to do what you want to do, right? Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it has to do with money. So I, 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 I feel that, and we're never, it's not too late. You know, you're, you ever hear Kiss the Ground? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you should get more involved with them because there are lots of young people doing that, doing it, and they're really, really. Uh, I tell them, look, okay, so it's cool to kiss the ground, but we really need to kiss the earth because we have to kiss the water, kiss the air. You know, you know, how can you have? A long time ago, I tell people, how can we have a really cool organic garden that's just toxins everywhere? You almost have to do that biosphere. Put it in. That's why I liked about the biosphere. Put everything inside. Don't leave it. Just. Stay in there. If you go out, you have the space suit. You walk around. How are you doing? I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> and then you go in and take it off. And even, the reverse. They had, the reverse. Really, they had a really good idea, but they didn't get to recycle. They didn't get it down right. They just well, they Andy. They, people called it a failure. I, I yeah. don't. I call no, it lessons. It's, not, it's lessons, lessons, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, they learned that they had an imbalance. Um, that that there was more oxygen being consumed then produced that's just a minor tweak yeah um the biggest the biggest issue was the 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 mental health of the biospherans you know they 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 were locked in this space and yeah they began to argue and and form teams and sides and you know a, a good friend of mine um taught me that the key to all of this is if each and every single human said you know what I'm going to tolerate you. I'm going to embrace you. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to declare anything that I do is right. And I'm not going to declare anything you do is wrong. And if, and by define, not defining something as good or bad, if you, if you define something as good, then you define something as bad. Yeah. It doesn't define anything. Just be tolerant of each other. And, and like, look, man, if I cut you, you bleed, you, you got the same, yeah, basics that I do. Well, my blood is green. Yeah, I know yours is, but mine's still red. <laughs> it was all those emeralds you ate when you were a kid. My blood is green. <laughs> and that's, but anyway, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the way we have to start thinking about this. Is like, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care how young or old. I don't care, you know, how your eyes are shaped. You're a human. You are my brother. You are my sister. And I don't care what religion you believe. You know, you believe what you want. It's and all we, good. And we need I'll to take it a little further. We need to say the trees, the birds, the soil, all these things respect, de- demand uh, our respect. We need to treat yeah. them as equals. We're yeah. not here because the earth is for us to do as we wish. Well, which we're I love not that. here to conquer nature. I, mean, that's, I, I love that's that, right? The, the earth is here for us to do as we wish. Animals are here to, to destroy and do as we wish. That's like really a bunch of idiots is, you know, what we're doing right but that goes back to money and power goes and, back and, to money and power know, and that's the problem and it always has been money really is the root of all evil so how do we change that how are we go so you change that by uh helping people's consciousness if your consciousness is in the right place you won't care about power you don't care about money you see what i mean you know and we were we were talking about this last night uh in my study group is not is that you know, if we could just allow all humans to hit their full potential, so they don't have to pay anything, they don't owe anything, they all have a place to live where they're comfortable. You're they talking about Star Trek. Yeah, right. You have enough That's food, exactly you have enough it. water, you have enough cover. 
and and you can live to your full potential. You but here you are. Dance, oh, you can you, sing. You get up every day and say, how am I going to pay the rent? How right. am I going to buy food? Right. And you're not going to get your potential there. Nowhere. Gonna, nowhere near. No, nowhere near. And the kids are brought up that way. Uh, I need to work. You know, why, why work? Just do what you're really good at. Everybody does what they're really good at, what they want. Follow your bliss. I love that, right? Follow your bliss. Whatever you really like to do, you're really good at. Everybody will just take care of each other, you know? And the same thing when you go to a, another continent, like you go to Africa, you don't say, well, here, use this. You know, you know Africa is one of the most richest in resources. I would love to go over and say, hey, look around. Look what you got here. You know, you don't need to imitate us. You don't need to use malathions because we did because you know they're saying well you use malathion to control the disease and this pest therefore we should be able to use it too i go no that's we've not- already taught you don't use that right that's what right. happened to us and ddt all these things right yeah. and so they we need to uh, allow them their space allow them and, and you can help them you, you can help them by but you don't help them by saying okay so they, so um uh, the monsanto went to africa and they gave them billions of genetically modified corn seed right yeah, and they did it to india as well and now india is like no we don't want you anymore and, and you can't and then they came back and says well you have to buy more because they ain't going to produce more seeds and on top of that the doctors are saying there's no nutrition in this one you may have fields and fields of corn but you're going to die from malnutrition yeah literally, right literally, like, literally die from <laughs> the bugs were going i can't eat this stuff <laughs> right right the bugs say, i can't eat this stuff right and so that's that, that's that has to change. You see, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the consciousness of the people, because that's what the Aquarian Age is all about. Right now, we're overlapping the Piscean Age and the Aquarian Age. So we have fishes that swim in the, swim in the ocean, and we have Aquarius, are basically fishes in the fly in the air. You know, yep. it's a different it's a different consciousness, right? It's a different energy. I teach people about you know you know what it is when you really go from one age from Piscean age to Aquarian age is that the solar system, the galaxy, is traveling through space, and it actually traveling through different densities of space. And actually, it's a cycle. That's why the, yeah, it's going all the way the, around the super galaxy. That's why we're going, and then there are different energies of space. So we get into a certain place where your consciousness. To me, a consciousness. See, we all one consciousness. We are all one consciousness, not just individual consciousness. I teach people lucid dreaming. Yeah, I it, love in, lucid dreaming. In the dream world, where we can, uh, we can, everything is created in that dream world and manifests here. And we can control it if, exactly. if we learn how to do that. Exactly, it's an amazing way to dream. I mean, exactly. and you're releasing all of that subconscious thoughts um, and encouraging them, which is beautiful. I mean, so you're... one of the things I do is I teach group lucid dreaming, so we can oh, do it you as can a group. join into other people's dreams as a group, as a group together, and that, and so we get them to each write down what they dream about, and they all go, well, "Holy shit, <laughs> we doing Because one of the things I was doing. Uh, early early 70s is to get a group together and they, they don't need to even be in the same city that could be miles and miles uh, oceans apart and, and and go in their dream world and talk so one of the things i do is i visit people in their dream states okay i teach them how that i'm i said first i tell them look for me i said well are you like andy he said no i i actually appear as a crow with a cigar look for the crow with a cigar that would be me Okay, because you can manifest in any form, in any shape you want to, and so lucid dreaming is a, it's a, it's a, it's the key to understanding that we're all one consciousness. When we talk about one God, 
right? Well, one God is one conscious. We are we are gods, but we are like the drop in the ocean, that kind of stuff, right? You're a drop, we put the drop in the ocean, you're gone. You're no longer, the, right? You're a drop. That's, I do a lot of stuff in terms of, of past life regressions for people. I actually do past life readings for them. And I try to teach them, you know, you're not getting the lesson, are you? You're still doing the you're same thing. You're still here. You're, you're still, still here doing the same thing. <laughs> over and over and over and over again. That the definition of insanity. This small insanity group of people, insane. you know, they, be, they, 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 they say, what? why am I so attracted to you? I go, well, maybe because you've done this many times before. And maybe by, by now you will get the picture, right? But they still, it's, so it, it's a consciousness. It's, so right now we're going through a, a, a major consciousness change. And we're going to survive it. The world will survive. People will survive it. Uh, this virus is just a social consciousness that's happening to us. The world. Uh, we, we have this disease, right? And it manifests. It, it does manifest as a virus that's killing people left and right or a disease, you know. And so the, the way to change this is change our consciousness. We need to teach, you know, a, a, get a child, show him how to meditate, show him, him or her how to meditate. You know, a lot of kids don't even, you don't need to teach them. They'll start meditating right off the bat, right? They'll start meditating right off the bat. We actually unteach them. When we take, when we take them to class, we teach them how to do something different than meditate, you know? Uh, and that's that's really bad. That's what we need to do. And it's not like we have endless amount of time doing it. That's the, that's part of the issue right now. It's like we have, you know, the, we're moving so fast into a destructive, into this destructive stage right now that the, the world is going to, there's more methane now. We used to be a methane planet, right? At one time, we were just methane. And this well, micro... We were, yeah, we were a lot of different things, you know. Yeah, this micro came along. Years. Yeah, this micro came along, started taking methane and gave off oxygen, right? Right. It, it actually found it on a small part of the... There's only one place in the world you can find this microbe now. It's at the bottom of the ocean of the, uh, Hawaii where that volcano is doing its yep, thing, the right? Vents. It's right the there. Vents. It's right there. And they're trying to take them. Maybe we can recolonize it again, right? You know, and, and this whole thing I, I, uh, is it's really interesting because you know what a fractal is, right? So uh, there's actually a formula for the universe. There's actually a mathematical formula. And if you look at the fractal, fractal there's a place of uh, calm and peace, and there's a place where it's chaos. We live in a world of chaos, but this little calm and peace controls the chaos. And so uh, to me, is we have to... We have to uh, expand our consciousness we have to like you said we have to recognize the other person as us ourselves i hurt you i hurt myself if we get into that place we stop because basically what we do now is we're not hurting ourselves we're hurting everything around us we're hurting you know, andy think think about if there was never a war yeah how far would we have evolved by now yeah right, right. how right. far would we have evolved we seem to have speaker. gotten right into wars, 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 wars. Right wars. out of the gate. And we no. still didn't learn. You no. know, I, I think this is the key to it. It's like, okay, we're a group of people. We need to elect somebody to, to represent us. No, you don't. You, you're a group. You should stay as a group, equal. But no, we want to elect someone. We want to have a chief or we want to have a president or a king. And so then they get a little power and they're like, mm, this is kind of nice. I like this little bit of power. I want more power. So I'm going to I'm going to do certain things to give myself more power and, and to make myself a god. And and then Control once the I have people. absolute power, I'm absolutely corrupt. And then I, don't ca- then I don't care about my people and I'm going to crash the civilization because yeah. I don't want them to take over my position. Let them eat and- cake. 
And and the problem is we've done this how many times? Andy? Over and, and over, over and over and over again. And so there's, there's, you know there's, that's there's that's one like, time there's one time that uh, women controlled, and I like what they did because they didn't go the the war ways. But, you mean the pagans? Yeah, yeah. The pagans <laughs> worship the so- soil. Yeah earth the animals they worship the woman because she could give birth give life you know and i agree with you and and generally speaking you know they tend to be a lot more um how do i say this uh thought provoking like they they think about it both ways they don't just think about it one way if you have a baby you're not going to be too excited about killing things right Right, right off the, right off the bat, you're creating right life. You're not going to want to kill. You're shit. not going to be wanting to kill things. So, but I, I think so. There's still. Uh, I know we're going to go into a consciousness change. We're going to go into the Aquarian age. I know this is happening right now. We're all overlapping. I can see people brilliant, glowing lights all everywhere. So I have hope that these people will, will you know let let all the people die. Let the old let the old guard die and, the, and let the new guard come in. So that's what's going to happen, basically. All the fishes are going to drown in the air because they can't fly, right? They have they can't deal with this energy. They either have to evolve and deal with the energy, or it's just gone. That's what's happening. We are going to and you and I are like uh, the, the the tip of the of the sword, you know, pushing through, pushing through, pushing. Yeah, you through. know what it's called the gate crashers. The gate crashers, and they're the first ones to get bloody, dude. And trust yeah. me, I am so scarred up from how yeah. many times I've crashed this gate. You know, it took all the arrows and all the swords and all the friggin' hot boiling oil. You know, but that's that's what you have to do if you're gonna if you're gonna make changes. You you got to be the one to go through first. You can't just tell everybody else to do it. Exactly. You, know? so, you got to lead, well, lead by example. So that's what that's what my music is about because I, I tell people I, I call it inner gardening music. See, and it really was meant for the plants and for the so the trees that listen to it and and the bees and the birds and and if the human starts to listen to it their body starts to respond to it. Their consciousness change. And if your consciousness change, you're not going to be so eager to be destroying things. Right. See, and that's, and that's what we have to do. We have to, and this whole oil thing, you know, that's really, you know, this whole use of oil that keep constantly polluting the environment. We have to, the earth will clean, this is like in the human body. If we stop doing the thing that's bad for us, we'll heal. Yep. If we stop doing the things to the soil, the earth, the earth will heal. You see, and that's what we have to do. That's exactly what we have to do. I mean, I think I think, I think that's why the USDA says it has to be uh, in, in a farm that would use synthetic has to sit follow for three years for it to heal. And personally, I think it takes more like five to to get to three get three years. Is, it's, it's not even. No, it's not enough. And not so, enough. but it, it's they had to draw the line somewhere. And, it depends and on how you heal it. Thirty seconds. Well, yeah, we got thirty seconds, guys. Okay, oh, so man. listen, you're, I want you to be a regular on this show because sure. it makes a it makes a big difference. So I'm tired of sitting here talking to myself. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you're right. And you need to invite you need to invite all your friends who are on the same path to come on board and be yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Right. I definitely will. And uh, so, we're t- are we doing it next Saturday? Or yeah, I'll be back next Saturday. Let's do it because that's going to be our last Saturday here. Why not? Okay. Not, do, right? do you want me to, to invite a guest in for that? Anybody one? you want to invite that you want to talk to, they want they want to share with them with us what the what they're doing. The more the better. The, okay. the, more, the more we can tell people we're not the only ones doing this. And other people, this is what they're doing. That's what we're going to do next year. We're going to have a. I like to have a guest as many of them as a regular base. You know, we want a guest at a time to give them the opportunity to do too many people. You just have this, you know, right? 
So yep. let's do let's do that, brother. Let's do that. I, I love you, man. I really do. You're wonderful. Take care, okay? We're going right. to go now, okay? All right. All right. Peace All right. out, Thank brother. You. Namaste. Namaste. As, as my girlfriend likes to say, sadna. <laughs> ah, amen, dude. Amen. Okay. Take care, everybody. See you all later. Bye. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.